Hey everyone! We have a very special episode for you today, but before we get to that, I want to tell you about today's sponsor. That's right, we're partnering with Studio Headphones once again for a very special holiday sale. For a limited time only, you can get a podcast lover in your life, a set of super sleek Scandinavian-designed headphones with studio-quality sound for 15% off with promo code HAUNTEDHOLIDAYS. That's Haunted Holidays with no space. Treat your family, treat your friends, treat yourself. What better way to ring in the holidays than by giving someone you love the gift of being able to drown you out. With promo code Haunted Holidays with no space, you can get 15% off your whole order and support us by letting them know we sent you. Now, on to the episode. This week, we decided to do things a little different. Kate got to chat with friend of the pod Amber Rose Hammond and Scott from their show Ghostly Talk to do a bit of a swap cast. That's right. It's like when the people from your favorite CW show randomly show up in a different CW show. Wacky. We all had a great time. Well, not me because grad school is lame and I don't get to do anything fun. Uh, but give it a listen and then go check them out at the Ghostly Talk podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's a super great episode. Guys, I listen to it. It's so fun. Enjoy. Welcome, spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire, but beware, this podcast is haunted. That's a problem, too. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> We're on. We're here. Oh, oh all right. Shit. All right. We got no, no, you're Kate good. here. Kate's here with okay. us. Kate, well, yeah, Kate's, Kate's here. Kate's here. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Hi, Kate. It's, it's as simple as that. Yep. This That's is, so easy. Yeah, it just it just starts. It's just this amazing, <laughs> this amazing seventeen-year-old technology that we're working on over here at Ghostly Talk. Um, it's beautiful. <laughs> this is like this is now we've done this in the past, um, and Kate from This Is Haunted. This podcast is haunted. My God, I already fucked this thing up. I swear to God, I'm the worst. This podcast is you know haunted. What? What's Don't that? worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're not that picky. Well, no, I am though. <laughs> Um, Kate from this podcast is haunted is here with us and we're doing what I've called, you know, and, and other people do this too. It's what we call a swap cast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, where the way I like to do it is basically, you know, like we were talking about before the show, Kate, um, you know, we just do this show. We have fun. We, and you know, we always say like, oh, we don't prepare. We, we truly have not prepared. We did a little bit. We, a little. Me and Kate talked today for a few minutes. I'm like, you got any ideas? She's like, no, let's wing it. I'm like, all right, sounds good. <laughs> so, um, you know, what we this, what we'll do with this is, of course, this will go in the Ghostly Talk archives, and this will go in, in the This Podcast is Haunted archives also. If you want to even do anything with it. Yeah, like, it's like oh, a yeah. bonus episode. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it's depending- so fun to share content that I don't have to edit. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> This will get shared. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, yeah. Well, just don't speak too soon. Amber's right. We don't know how this is gonna go. <laughs> you, might, you might be like, I am not. I don't want to be a part of this thing. I don't want to do anything with you. <laughs> we'll see how it goes, though. But That's no, impossible. Anything Amber Rose is involved in, I want to be involved in. Yay! Oh, look at that. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. Mutual great. admiration society. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and this now the way this thing is gonna work too. I mean, now. 
Kate's called it kind of in our house, but I mean, I'm looking at this as kind of like a level playing field for both of us, right? You know, like we're going to basically just beat each other up, I guess. I don't know. I mean, we, we this is how I would like to try to do this, you know? Yeah, I so, mean, historically, I enjoy verbally beating other people, so... Uh, I didn't yeah, mean that <laughs> for real. Maybe, no, I maybe I should be able to... We're going to interview each other. Yes. yes. I actually... Okay, so I'm physically incapable of not preparing. So as much as we are winging it, I am the Kate version of winging it, which is a half page of... Well, three quarters page of notes. Um, just for the record, I'm sitting next to the notes that we took for our last episode, uh, that Jen and I did together for this podcast is haunted and it is easily 12 pages worth of notes. Some of them are Harvard scholarly articles. So this is winging it, but it's also, I'm incapable of actually winging it. (laughs) I I was going to ask you, Kate, how much time you spent doing research, because for those who don't know who maybe are from the Ghostly Talk camp and have never listened to the podcast, this podcast is haunted, which, by the way, is the best name ever. I know we discussed that. Like, we were shocked that no one else had taken that name already. It's an awesome name. Yeah. It worked really well. We were super excited about it when we discovered that no other jack off had figured it out yet. (laughs) Yeah. And so your podcast, for those who don't know, basically you guys – have a conversation, you pick a topic about something usually haunted, spooky, or even just grotesque or creepy like crime or something, and you just research it, and you have a discussion with it, about it, with Jen, the other co-host, and it's usually hilarity ensues, and you get educated. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of the goal. It helps that both Jen and I are museum workers, and so we kind of can't help but research. It's... um, I don't know. I, I I read Wikipedia like other people read BuzzFeed. You know, like it's just <laughs> I get into a rabbit hole and then I can't not share it. Um, I, I make my poor husband insane. Uh, he'll come home and he's you know, he's worked all day and, and he's he's got these he's got this big kid job where he has to be concerned with like world markets and what's happening with fracking. And then he comes home and I'm like, guess what I learned about Rasputin's penis today? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He just drops his poor briefcase and he can't stop me. I'm going to tell him. Yeah. (laughs) Like no matter how much he's going to, he wants to be like, babe, I just want to eat dinner and watch. I don't know. He likes terrible CW shows. Uh, (laughs) He's like, I just want to watch my terrible television. I'm like, right, 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 right. But listen, but listen, Rasputin had a 13-inch penis. Also, it's possible that it's preserved in a jar somewhere. Let me tell you more about this. So basically. This is for real? Yeah. Now you got me interested. Now let's talk about Rasputin's wiener. That's Honestly, I think we should. I would love to do a whole thing on great wieners of history, uh, and, and that is kind of right in line with me and Jen. Like, I constantly doodle dicks on stuff. Uh, Amber Rose I've was when it. she was here um, for our show. Uh, my garage, which is also functioning as my studio, we had a giant dick painted on the wall. I mean, yep. like, I'm not a real adult, is what I'm saying. <laughs> there is something to be said about. I mean, and. I see this every, you know, all over the place it, it, with the dick drawing. Um, for yeah. example, we were at a friend's house a couple weekends ago, and um, his lovely wife, his lovely wife girlfriend, you know, it's all the same shit these days. Uh, his it lovely is. significant other um, 
was she's she's into a lot of cool crafts and so is amber right so like those two are like two peas in a pod so one of the crafts that she was she was doing some yarning which was well, pretty no, cool. Jen brought out one of those little etchers that etches yeah, glass. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to get to, yeah. She brought out one of them little etching devices that etches glass, right? Perfect. So, and so she's got these really nice glasses out, and, like, like Jen and Amber stepped away. They were just walking around. They were playing with the dogs and stuff. These people are on this huge piece of property. So they, they step away. My friend John, her, you know, her boyfriend, grabs the, grabs the glass, grabs the etcher thing, and immediately goes to put a big dick on the side of the glass. Etched and then, into and, the glass. Or, um, yeah, and, this, and etches it and, and then sets it down while I'm sitting there pissing myself dry, basically. I'm laughing so <laughs> damn hard. Um, and then she comes back and she's like, yo, John, what the fuck? <laughs> And we loved it. Um, but yeah, serial dick drawers, right? Oh, oh, I'm definitely one of them. Yeah. I have been busted for it uh, pretty much from middle school on. <laughs> and uh, I have a collection. Do you remember when draw something was uh, kind of like words with friends? It yeah. Was... yeah. So um, I, when I would play with my sister, who is familiar with me and my bullshit, uh, no matter what the prompt was, I would send it as a dick. So, <laughs> for example, if it was the word toga, I would do beautiful backgrounds. I had a big tablet to work on, so I could do a lot of detail. Beautiful backgrounds, a Colosseum, a Parthenon, and then, like, a dick front and center wearing a beautifully like <laughs> rendered toga with a red cape, the head of the penis, which was uncircumcised. If they're European, I try to not circumcise them. <laughs> Uh, had like the crown of laurel. I I really, I go to work on these and my husband was watching me play this game and he's like, seriously, one, what is wrong with you? And at this point in time, dummy hadn't married me yet. So I can't believe he put paperwork on it. But no, he encouraged me to start saving them. I will send you one or two uh, of my favorites. We'll, we'll use it for the picture oh, for yeah. the show. There we go. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> this is exactly... This is exactly how I want someone. Someone real serious is going to be like, what does this wiener have to do with ghosts? We'll get another bad iTunes rating. Yeah. Oh my well, God. speaking Ooh. of ratings, so like, of course, ratings, you guys, you guys have actually excellent ratings and you have a really great fan base that have built yeah. up around the show. And, but I have seen the occasional rating that's like, they're good, but they swear too much. I know. Aren't they adorable? Oh my God. Oh God. I love those. You know what? Credit to those people. I don't think they're part of our <clears throat> key demographic. No. Uh, yeah. But but bless them for trying. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, when you put yourself out there, uh, you know, like we, we like both of our our little things do, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, you're gonna. And that's you know, what fifteen years ago when we were doing this show, I did get annoyed. I, I did I did take it personal sometimes some of the negative criticisms or you know uh, even longer than you know 16 17 years ago I was much more I was much less mature than I am now which is not saying too much I think this is the <laughs> only I think what we're talking about right now is probably the only part of me that may have matured since then and it's the simple fact that now uh, when something negative comes in about our show I really I truly in my heart just don't care yeah. it just I've let go of all that. I let go of all of that years ago, and it just, if somebody don't like it, it just doesn't bother me, right? Um, I've always said that Doug, you know, the other, the old co-host on the show here that's still a good friend of ours, um, he was one of the people that taught me that, because as I was saying, like, back in, back in the old days, we would get 
negative reviews sometimes. Like these guys don't, they're a couple of idiots, blah, 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 which we were. We're like, well, you fucking stay in the obvious. But, um, right. but, um, They'd say that, and I would get angry because, you know, I was like, well, what the hell? You know, and Doug was the one that taught me the mantra of, well, if you don't like what we're doing, do Hold something on. on your own. No, do something on your own. Oh, yeah. Do your own show. Not, And it's not like the snooty thing like, well, if you don't fucking like it, do it yourself. You know, it's not that at right. all. It's simply, look, we're in a – even 17 years ago when we started the original run of Ghostly Talk, um, you know, we <laughs> basically – that bastion was still there. That that landscape was out there, and Doug and I saw it too, and we said, dude, you have the capacity to do your own thing. If you don't like what we're doing, go try something on your own and see if you can get it right, if we're not doing it right, you know? And that's not, Absolutely. again, that's not being snooty. That's just no. being factual, like here. I would love for there to be more podcast and content creators out there. If I mean, there's so, like, there's 7 billion people in this world, and podcasting is a very democratic way to get the little person's voice out where many people can hear it. Yeah. Um, so I you know, go, go make your own show. But I, I'm also going to spin off two ideas on that. Uh, I have saved every negative review to my phone. I take a screenshot of it. Um, and, and it's not because I want to like, I've got like a little hate album or anything like that. <laughs> uh, every time I see a negative review, I have two thoughts. First, I assume they are an idiot because obviously we are glorious and wonderful all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But what it really is when you get those negative people, um, I think that it's a show, it's a sign that your show is growing. It's very easy to target an audience to the paranormal society, people who are interested. Like we are legion, we are out there. Um, but when you get somebody who really, cause I mean, you know, having listened to your show, knowing my show, they're very standard of the voices of, you know, uh, mo- the modern paranormal. I feel like we're largely in step with the Zach Baggins of the world. And, um, you know, my, my inspiration, uh, this, uh, uh, oh God, what was it called? It was on the travel channel in the early two thousands. Most, most haunted, most haunted. Yeah. That show was my jam with Zelda from uh, Poltergeist or whatever that was as the yes. yeah like you're the next place we're going to. I don't know if that's accurate, but it was, that was creepy. so not accurate. It wasn't accurate, but you know what? I loved it, it either way though because everything you do is glorious <laughs> and perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. <laughs> so no, uh, so those shows I, were largely in line with the messages, ideas, and and styles of the people in line with those shows. But when you get somebody who hates everything you're about i don't mean to cut you off because oh yeah yeah okay i don't mean to cut you off Mm -hmm. Uh, on that comment i mean when you say we're very much in line with with those shows i I mean i want to know more about that because i I, oh sure yeah i mean Um, i I have my own opinions on that too what's that (laughs) yeah they're weirdos like us i think um okay you know they're 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 kind of jokey they they take it seriously but also you know they're they're not coming at it from a a strict judeo-christian background they're not coming at it from a highly conservative background okay it's kind of more of um you know the weird kid table in high school cafeteria right are you Um, kate are you talking about the fans of those shows or the people on those shows themselves yes yes to both okay okay i i think they're weirdos like we are okay uh i think that uh, and, and, you know, maybe you guys have different perspectives on that because um, they certainly 
are in a different tier. Um, but, but, you know, in general, I don't think, you know, they're not highly conservative. They're not, um, particularly judgy. Yeah. Uh, so I think when we get somebody who truly hates us, <laughs> it means that our show is making it outside of the bubble of the paranormal oh, world. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. You know, yep. like oh, yeah. they're like, yep coming across something that they've never seen before yep. and they are not into it. Right. And they <laughs> got to let you know. And that's okay. On, yeah. the, on that point, that's interesting. I mean, you know, for as much venom as I've, I've spit, you know, as I'm not a big TV, the TV shows have never been something I've, I've ever really been a fan of. Right. Completely uh, valid. A I lot have, of them I are have, up and weird. I have my opinions and, you know, it's pretty well much out there. However, you know, you do raise an interesting thought that I've never really had before when it comes to this, you know, the Zach Baggins and whoever else is out there. Um, I want to believe, and I want to yes. stress this term. I want to believe that we all did kind of come from that same space. Like you were saying, like, okay, we're all weirdos, right? We're all weirdos. Yeah. And then and the Zach, you know, Zach Baggins, for example, uh, and this is the last time I want to say his name too, by the way. Um, <laughs> oh, Zach Baggins. <laughs> um, I just fucking say it again. Yeah. That dude, that dude, <laughs> Um, that Las Vegas motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> that dude, um, you know, I, th I want to think, I want to think that, yeah, he did come from the same place that we all have come from. We're all the same when it comes down to this. We all are weirdos. Well, he was on things. Ghostly Talk before Ghost years ago. Adventures. Years ago. Years ago. Yes. We, yeah, yeah, we have an archive of him on the show yeah, uh, years before ago. anyone knew who the hell he was. Yeah, yeah, years ago. Before um, he got big. Yeah. yeah. I guess so, yeah. But, I mean, I think we, and you know, and, you know what, and I'll be even more fair about him. I mean, when he was on the show, I can't remember. I remember him being very pleasant, and we had a very great conversation. We had a good time. It was super mm -hmm. cool. So I don't know the guy personally. Um, unfortunately, when you put yourself out there, like we were talking about a few minutes ago, I can only judge based on when I see, come at me, bro, and shit like that, which I'm like, oh, God. I, hey, I, demons, dude, it's your boy. Me. I'm like, dude, I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I mean, it just makes me want to carve my <laughs> eyes out. I'm, I, I, you know, I lost my vision because of the demons. I lost my vision. <laughs> that is completely valid. Yeah. I think that he faces a different set of trials than we do. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> maybe had to sell out a little bit more than you and I will ever oh, have to. Oh, that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, looking at where he was in the beginning uh, and where he is now, uh, and, and, you know, the, the following that his show has, I follow a lot of other paranormal podcasts. Um, not so much that I listen to their shows because I'm terrified of being a copy. Uh, but I, I love their fan bases and, yeah. uh, we, I really enjoy, uh, interacting with their fans as well. Mm -hmm. And, and just kind of also being part of that crowd. Um, and so there are some true, uh, haters and some true lovers of dear Mr. ZB. Oh yeah. Uh, and I think he's kind of a product of our age right now. Yeah. And the person that he was back then might be a lot closer to who he is when the cameras aren't rolling. No. And you know, and that's, that's cool. That's his thing. And he's, you know, I, I honestly truthfully wish the guy the best. I mean, as yeah. far as his, his career, you know, going to that point, yeah, I don't feel that way when it comes to um, the paranormal. I mean, how I how I approach it and what my goals are and what my goals are with ghostly talk now. It's a totally different thing, and it goes way it goes way back like ten minutes ago, way back into ancient history, like ten minutes ago, when <laughs> we were saying like when you when you did say like you know I'd like to see a lot more podcasts out there. You know, there's two ways of looking at this, and I've learned this over the years. Um, 
Because that's what, you know, that's what our thing was back in the day. We're like, we want to see a million shows that are like all on the paranormal, all for free. And people right. can just download them and listen to all this cool shit. It'd be totally awesome. Um, and I think that idea is fantastic. Uh, but I, I heard a different viewpoint years ago from another guy who did a radio show. And he's like, he's like, that's really great. I, I, I dumped that philosophy on him. Like, I want to see millions of shows, man. And he's like. He's like, yeah, I think that's a really cool idea, too. He's like, but the problem is, is I really want people to listen to my show. And when there's a million shows out there, it's really tough to sift through all the shows to get to. I mean, you know, the, and he's he's like, I'll be, you know, he even said he's like, I'll be blunt. You're going to have to sift through a bunch of really shitty shows to get to something that's, you know, that's well produced. that There's a lot of time put into. However, absolutely. going further down, you know, down the rabbit hole on that. When you get to a point where you don't give a shit anymore <laughs> and you just want to do it because you just want to do it like yeah. we do, like we just want to do this thing. And the few people that enjoy it, that's cool. But we're yeah. really doing this for ourselves. So back onto that philosophy of, yeah, more shows, the better, man. Wait, well, everyone has a different way better. of doing it. And I mean, I have listened. OK, so honest to God, when Kate said, hey, we're going to do this podcast, you want to come over and be on it? And I was like, OK, cool. They're doing a podcast. Neat. I had no idea even at that time, because Kate, was that like two years ago, three years ago now? When did when did you start? We are on our third season okay. now. And yeah, you were early season one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was a couple like of times. the first 10 episodes. I was on like a couple of them. So yeah. I was like, whoa, OK, wait a minute. There's this whole world of podcasting going on. Like and I had no idea it was even out there. I really didn't because I was not paying oh, attention. I, oh, yeah, you I know. I know you like I knew like there was Joe like Joe Rogan. Right. And, and you had Adam Carolla and there was like, these, yeah. but well, I had no idea because I had never explored any of the apps, nothing. I had no How idea. How long ago was this? This was like three years ago. Oh, come on. No, I'm not kidding. I'm not the amount that there was. There's no rocks to crawl under under. I don't I, know where you've been sitting under. Exactly. That's why I was a little surprised. And then I'm like, oh my God, there's like a lot of people doing this. So that's why when we yeah. brought Ghostly Talk back after like a billion year hiatus, you know, it's seven. been. It was only a seven well, year only hiatus. Only seven. It's like I could, coming, I could have done another seven years. Coming back. <laughs> um it's well, it's been interesting trying to get back now into a market now that is literally flooded with yeah. podcasts. As that's we were why just I saying. say, I mean, that's why when we decided to come back and do this thing, and we've said this before on the show, on this show, it's been clear, like, okay, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this just because we wanna do it. Yeah, it's fun. And have yeah. fun with it and treat it like a hobby, like we generally always did. Uh, even from the early days, it was always a hobby for us. So that way, even though, you know, I, you know, I'm, I want to do more stuff. Like I'm, you know, we've talked about it here in the last few weeks, the last few shows, like we're going to start, you know, being more sober on the show <laughs> and things like that. Uh, you know, I mean, and if that's yeah. your starting point, you know, you're pretty, you're pretty, you're pretty loosey goosey with the rules. Um, right. But no, we're, we're, we're going to be doing a lot more content and we're going to start, you know, maybe buying new equipment and, you know, just kind of turn the heat up again on the thing, right? Like we used yeah. to, and that's fine. But again, that just keeps going back to, let's just, I want to, I'm keep doing this because I just want to do it keep and keep it, it fun. fun. Right. Um, when you, when you get to that point, I just keep saying that point over and over again. When you finally get to that point where you don't give a shit anymore, you're free. And yeah. I don't worry about who's better than we are. I don't, I don't worry about who's got more more listeners or followers or influencers or any of this other horse shit that I hear about. Um, yeah. I know there's a million shows out there. And that's, awesome. you know, that's great. I mean, yeah. going, if, if I'm going to support my philosophy, that I, just said, I think that's fantastic. And, yeah, the more the merrier. Because, yeah, like you said, Kate, um, 
you know, everybody's got their own thing. They got their own voice, you know, and some people are bigger voices than other voices. I mean, you know, there's bigger shows and smaller shows and whatnot. Well, and I think um, podcasting is also a good way for, you know, big celebrities like Joe Rogan to get in touch with people and and maybe to have a voice that's a little less managed than he would be when he's on a television show or, um, you know, he can be a little more authentic. Uh, But I also think it's, I don't like being in the same pool (laughs) as Joe Rogan. Uh, Joe Rogan's like the biggest act in podcasting ever. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, like it, 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 his experience and my experience are, are different by stratospheres. Whereas, you know, you and I, we're pretty much exactly the same. I mean, like we're, we're doing this for fun. We're doing this out of our homes, uh, with equipment on our own dollar. Joe Rogan has sponsorships and ads out the wazoo. He has a national, um, uh, what's the audience? Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not the same. Oh, it's a whole different when, animal. It's a whole different right, animal. Right. It's a totally. completely different critter. Yeah, and that's why. Uh, but if, go ahead. Go, oh, ahead, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, Kate. so, well, when we when we got into podcasting, we joined a bunch of amateur podcasting groups. Like, um, there's a group. Uh, it's a fan group about podcasts called Podcasts We Listen To, uh, and then there's also a podcast called Podcasts We Listen To. Uh, <laughs> there's also other groups like that called Two Pods a Day where you go in and you talk about, uh, or, or underdog podcast where you talk about like, these are our struggles. You know, this is, I'm having trouble affording this sort of thing. I, yeah. I'm having trouble with this sort of technology and, and you get to kind of be, um, with other people in your weight class as it were. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's been really valuable. One of the things that I do, I'm not going to like, when I say I criticize that community, uh, they are very sensitive about numbers so when people say, oh, you know, I just got up to a 10,000 listenership, yay, uh, people kind of nix that and say, you know, don't don't rub your numbers in other people's faces. It's what you said before about not giving a shit anymore yeah. really strikes a chord. And I think that should be something that we kind of stress to more people. It doesn't matter, guys. We are in this for the fun of it. Yeah. Uh, none of us are going to retire on our podcasting dollars. So let's just support each other and build a network. I have met some of my favorite people doing cross-promoted shows like this. If you ever get a chance to talk uh, to the people from Whispers in the Night or Hillbilly Horror Stories. Ooh. or oh my God. Uh, there's... There's so many great shows yeah. out there. Yeah. Uh, Brohio. I, like, Bro- I don't what? Wait, Kate, <laughs> Kate, what's Brohio? Brohio, it's exactly what it sounds like, but they're <laughs> good guys. And uh, uh, their show is enjoyable and they have a good time. Yeah. And I think that's marvelous. No, that that is. I mean, and, you know, it's so funny when, you know, the number thing I hear. Because, I mean, I hear numbers and Amber and I, the numbers things comes up every once in a while with us. And, yeah. um somebody you know yeah we got ten thousand listeners scott this month would you guys get on ghostly talk and i'm like i honestly have no idea you i have no clue i don't pay any attention to it dude i pay attention to the content i pay attention to what we're doing and try to do the best we can with that and even i have like a general idea but i try not to sweat it uh because the minute you start worrying about stuff like that it's not fun anymore and why am I doing this if it's not fun? Like, right. I, yes. I already have a career and a husband and a mortgage. 
I'm I have enough shitty things. Like, yeah. wait, hang on. I'm gonna take my husband out of that mix. <laughs> I'm, uh, my husband's the best. My job is really baller too. Actually, I wish they paid me more, but uh, you know, like, there's enough things to stress about. Why are you worrying about how many strangers who you will never meet yeah. downloaded your hobby podcast? Right. Exactly. Um, Kate, okay, so in keeping with the fun element of what you do, what has with because you guys research almost for every single show. I don't think there's really a show where maybe there's a show where you guys, you and Jen, just bullshit. But what has been the most fun thing to research on? Because you're now up to what 46 episodes. We are up to 46 episodes, something like that. Um, I okay, so my personal favorite story is uh, the story from my hometown. Uh, I am from Benton Harbor, Michigan, which is in the southwest corner of the state. And Benton Harbor, at the turn of the last century, was known for exceptional fruit and a cult, a huge <laughs> fucking cult. Really? Uh, yes. Mr. Uh, Benjamin Purnell. Yes, yes, yay, yes, okay. <laughs> um, and so that cult was, I mean, really integrated into society. Like my grandfather, uh, his brothers, they were not part of the cult. Um, well, hang on, I'm getting too far ahead of myself. So this cult was called the House of David. They had very loud, large holdings. They were a celibacy cult. Nobody was allowed to have sex. If you joined the cult and you had a father and a mother and brothers and sisters, your dad and your mom didn't bang anymore. Uh, they were, they were not, they were supposed to live like brothers and sisters. One second. <clears throat> Forgive me. No problem. They also, uh, they had, um, they, they believed that the end times were, were coming fingers crossed and <laughs> they had huge monetary holdings. Uh, and so the idea behind the celibacy cult was every time you have, a lustful thought, which is like 30% of my day. Uh, like it's, it's, uh, it's either ghosts, food or fucking like that's, that's my life. <laughs> but anyway, so every time you have a lustful thought, you're supposed to channel that energy into something else. So these guys turned into some of the greatest innovators and creators, uh, that were around at that time. They had vaudeville acts. They had, uh, they created a whole amusement park, full of innovative new rides. Uh, do you enjoy ice cream? Yes. Yes. Do you enjoy sugar cones? Yes. Not, not quite as big as a waffle cone? Yep. Yeah. Invented by House of David. Do you enjoy jam that can sit on a shelf? <laughs> yes. That has a shelf life? <laughs> Invented by the House of David. Do you enjoy, because they were vegetarians also, uh, they invented um, cold storage uh, that would let fruits and vegetables like apples last almost a whole year. Cold, the the Benton Harbor fruit market cold storage was the largest of its kind in the world. And uh, what they were really known for, um, oh, sorry, this one's huge and it's totally uh, overstepped all the time. How many of you guys like going bowling? Woo! I like yeah, bowling. Well, yeah. Scott doesn't the really. The most important part of bowling is automatic pin setting, right? Otherwise it'd be a pain in the ass. Yeah. Thank they a cult fucking member. invented that? They invented that! Isn't that nuts? How, yes. many, how long ago was I mean, what's what's the time frame we're talking here? Uh, 1870s to 1927. That's about right. Yeah, okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, what they were really known for, they basically had the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. 
So they, again, every time a young man had a lustful thought, he had to go channel that into something else. So they played a lot of baseball. It was America's pastime at that point. And so they would do tricks. Uh, They would, for example, uh, four men would go out onto the field. So one at each base. Each of them would have a baseball and a bat. And they would hit the baseball to the person at the next bat. Uh, or the next base, rather, until they had our, all four balls going at once, and each man had to redirect it. He didn't catch it and then hit it again. Yeah. He would have to you know, get it, turn it 90 degrees to the next base. So they were the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. They toured all over the country. They did all sorts of demonstrations and shows. They were known for not cutting their hair, so they had these crazy long beards uh, and long— I mean, some of them could sit on their hair. They all looked <laughs> and, like metalheads. They, yeah, they were sort of like um, like if ZZ Top played yeah. baseball and were a little <laughs> more fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, unfortunately, uh, with almost every cult, <laughs> the leader, uh, Brother Benjamin, King, uh, he was also called King David, uh, he was fucking all the little girls. I was going to say, <laughs> he's fucking, there's, somebody's got to be fucking there and it's always the boss. And, yep, yep, yeah. it's tale as old as time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, of course, in, in 1927, at the end of uh, Benjamin's life, his, uh, I mean, the this, the the tra- cars come off the track and he's uh, really taken to court. Um, but, I mean, you know, before that happened, they owned diamond mines. They owned gold mines. They owned something like 64% of Berrien County, which is you know, the southwest corner of the state. They owned land in South Africa and Australia and uh, holdings across the country. For They had a large settlement uh, in Yukon country. I mean, it, they, they were a big damn deal. Well, and, and I know when people joined that cult, they pretty much had to give the cult and Benjamin their land, their, their property, everything, which is how he gained stuff. Like, because he had a large amount of people come over from Australia. Oh, we got your land. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yep, nuts. It's- Exactly. And so, um, you know, they had they had cattle uh, that they could sell, even though they didn't eat them themselves. They had all of these resources and it was a fucking cult. Like you really can't get past the cultiness of it. (laughs) But but in Benton Harbor proper, which is where my my mother's family is from and has been for ages, uh, they were so well integrated into town. I mean, they sat on city commissions. They owned stores. uh, You couldn't escape them. And so. my grandfather uh, played baseball with his brothers. They were, he was the youngest. They were a little bit older. Uh, they used to play. They were the Benton Harbor Speed Boys, which is such a great name. <laughs> and he was their bat boy. And he got to, like, run back out to the field to these House of David people. And he kind of thought they were gods and because uh, they were so talented baseball uh, players. So, you know, that's that's my favorite story. Um, it's It's personal. It's interesting. It's got all the good elements of you know great history what Uh, makes them unique i think um was their productivity i think i mean i mean most cults you hear of i mean you read stories on cults and i mean by no means am i a cult expert but um most of them are just you know people sitting around a commune just drooling on each other all day long and then yeah it's always it's the same story you know no no sex no sex No sex. No sex except for me. Except for me, right? right. Um, so, of course, you know, we're following the same line with this one. But it, it, the productivity, I mean, just a handful of things you named off. I'm like, man, these are these are things that are commonly used in society to this day. Yeah. It's right? amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, 
I will say that that that's a productive group of people right there. Um, well, and there's still like two of them there. Like, yes. oh, is there? Yeah, there's, I, there are four yeah. remaining members. Yeah. They are uh, all upwards of 97 <laughs> years old. Yeah. Well, see, the thing about a celibacy cult is that you're not going to continue on get new members. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it raises an interesting idea, though, too, where this idea of celibacy and, you know, I, I've I've heard I've seen this in the past with people where, you know, when there's a celibacy. Well, when, when, yeah, when you're just doing this type of thing, um, you do find other hobbies. You know, right. You dump your energy into other things and people become very predictive in other aspects of their life. And I've often said to people, I'm like, maybe we should stop. You know, and I know it's going to I'm going to take shit from the listener like, oh, voice guy, you know, like we don't like getting poontang. What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, but it's like, um, you know, maybe we should not be using sex as our primary drive. I'm aware that it is our primary drive for a lot of things in life. Right. Um, yeah. Chris Rock said it best many years ago when he said you know if there was no p word men wouldn't even buy houses they wouldn't need houses <laughs> that <laughs> i mean it's it, you know a little crude but it's true right yeah uh, but you know going off of that um it's you know it seems like maybe if and i'll say men men i mean you know women okay fine you admitted that you you owned it kate uh oh, you know you think i'm a about, dirty old lady yeah um but I mean, I'll just say, oh, let's just say, we'll, we'll say people. Um, yeah. Maybe if people weren't so focused on that, and you know, going after that one thing, like got to got to get that tail, got to get that tail, you know, right. and, and focus their passion in other things, we might have some different. We could things. be on Mars. Maybe, yeah, we'll, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe if that were the case, the world would not be in active destruction mode. Well, 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 well yeah, that's just pent up, pent up, you know, aggression and anger and frustration. Uh, I think a lot of stuff comes from sexual frustration from people and they got to relieve that frustration somehow. But, it, you know, it's one thing growing up, I noticed and, I, you know, and I always felt really like I, I always shied away from that, which, again, people were like, what's wrong with you? There's something wrong with you. And, it, you know, because back then, if you know, if if you weren't chasing after women every 15 seconds, then, oh, boy, you were gay or something like that. It's right. Like, well, Heaven forbid. It's like, well, I'm not. But what if I was? Fuck you. You know, who yeah. cares? Um, yeah. But I, I remember those times, like, you know, when I was younger where, you know, you'd see a group, you know, there'd be this there'd be females. And it's like, you know, a lot of times they're drunk and it's like, you know. No, you're you're a pig. Get away from me. I don't want to deal with you right now. I, I see a whole lot of problems coming from you, and I just don't want to deal with that. So I like to think that at maybe some points in my life, I was a bit more forward thinking, going, you know what? I'm not going to focus on all this shit. I'm going to focus on other yeah. things here and try to get well, myself. See, you would not life. have fallen in step with the well, cult. Then. You know, I know yeah. I wouldn't have. <laughs> or no, actually, maybe no, I would have. No, you would have. Oh crap! Yeah, oh you're crap! Right. You would have. You'd be a good. <laughs> cult I'm moving of to David. Benton Harbor shit. now. You could go, yeah, you could go take it's, care uh, of the floor. It's not quite what it used to be, but it's still a great community. Uh, I'm a big fan of Benton Harbor. Uh, it, I recognize it does not hold universal popularity, <laughs> yeah. but I think you should go check it out. We've got some great beaches and great food and lovely people. So I'll come down there and um, inject some young, some youth into well, their cult, finally. There you go. They'd be glad to have you. Other than cult, <laughs> other, other than cults, I, were you and Jen interested in ghostly stuff and paranormal stuff like from day one? Or did you kind of come into it? We always knew this was going to be a paranormal podcast. That was actually um, sort of the basis of our friendship. When Jen and I met, we were working at a museum just at the front desk. And it was in a, a large crowd of people, so it was difficult to kind of get to know anybody well. But 
I had been burned recently by a number of friends, uh, ex-friends, and I was sort of, (laughs) I was actively not seeking out new friendships. I had a standard of, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just not accepting new friends. I keep getting burned. I need to focus on myself. And so as I'm sitting at this desk, you know, being cordial, being funny, um, I, I will give myself enough credit to say I'm a pretty funny and entertaining person. <laughs> I will uh, second that. You know, <laughs> I, you know, people would be like, oh yeah, f- friend me on Facebook. And I'm like, no, I, I'm not, I'm not putting in any extra energy. And so Jen saw me reading a book about the paranormal while I was at work and like all the sirens in her head went off and she was like, oh, I got to be friends with this person. And so she started talking to me about the paranormal and damned if that doesn't work on me every time. (laughs) So uh, it was really the basis of our friendship. Um, And we were probably two years into being casual friends when she was like, we're going to do a podcast. And I was like, I mean, all right. (laughs) So uh, it was very like, very much the show, the show is both of us now, but it started as something Jen really wanted to do. She's very much a podcast fanatic. She listens to, oh, she listens to so many shows. I wish I, um, I wish I could do that. I want to listen you know, to more stuff. I don't know how she, I, so I can't have uh, other people saying interesting, funny things to me while I'm at work uh, because I'll get totally distracted and I just won't do my job and they really, they've really started to notice when you don't like show up to teaching gigs and stuff like that. <laughs> so, you know, but her work is in collections where, you know, she's taking photographs of artifacts or um, editing pictures, uh, making sure that things are dusted. She can afford to have other people's voices in her head. So if you have that kind of job, Scott, where you can afford <laughs> to have voices in your head that aren't your own uh go with god give it a shot already do (laughs) um well no my thing has always been and it's funny this comes up because it's it's interesting to get in the headspace of this idea for me when i get involved with something like when i want to listen to something right like Mm -hmm. when i do find a, a podcast that i really get interested in or i find you know, a series on Netflix or something that I get really interested in or, or even a movie that I want to watch, I have to be 100% focused on it. Okay. Now, you know, and that's why I can't listen. I, I, I tried. I've tried many times over the years in my professional life, which, you know, is similar. I don't have to really interact too much with people. I'm kind of just on my own doing work. And mm-hmm. um, it seems like, well, that's perfect, Scott. But it's like, well, I'm thinking all day. I'm solving problems all day. You, you know, can't be, have another voice being an head. engineer. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I can't have. Well, it's not it's not really another. It, well, it is another voice in my head. But I, I want to if I'm that interested in that podcast or whatever it might be, I really, really want to hear what these people have to say. I want to be on the edge of every word they say. And I don't want to miss anything. I don't think that's I fair can, to them. It's I not fair to me understand. either. Right. So. Right. So on that, I can't do that during work. So when I do find something I really want to listen to. It's when I'm riding my bicycle, you know, or when I'm doing some type of, you know, you know, like, again, like, you know, you're doing some type of like cleaning work or something like that. That's not, I've done that so many times. I don't, I don't clean Scott. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a horrible swamp monster. You should see my space right now. (laughs) But I mean, those things right there, I can do that work. I can listen. I, I look forward to the stuff like that, honestly, sometimes because, oh, I get to listen to that podcast. 
Yes. You know, I get to do this. I get to do that. Because I don't have to allocate all my brain power to problem solving that I do professionally. Um, You know, wiping down counters and cleaning toilets. I think I can handle that and still take some input from a podcast. But that's what podcasting has done. You have people realize they do have this found time, like when you're riding a bike or cleaning. And because you can listen to a podcast on any topic you want, you can actually educate yourself where once upon a time, maybe you just had some music on or you were thinking horrible thoughts of your own. And yes. so, I mean, that's... Sex. The, yeah, cult, <laughs> cult, sex, cult. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's... Yeah. So, I don't know. That's that's another thing that podcast no, no, has I done. Th- I, and I think that's fantastic. And yeah. I, I mean, and like I already said, um, that makes me look forward to going out and having to do a 15-mile bike ride. You know, people are like, oh, my God, you're going to die. I'm like, no, I got to listen to my podcast I wanted to hear. It was it was two and a half hours. It fit the whole damn ride. It was perfect. I loved it. So that really does, you know, it does. it's a good tool to have, I think. And that's, that's, when, I, that's when I get to listen to my – but the problem is that it's not all the time. You know, if I was – if I could – if I was smart enough to go, you know, double thread my mind and listen to a podcast and work, I'd probably get a lot more cool stuff listed, you know, in, but I just simply can't do that. I'm not that smart. Jen, you are right, Amber. Kate, you started a uh, Facebook group for your podcast. And I think that's been kind of successful. I lurk around in the background, but it seems like a lot of people chat and talk and, you know, discuss the shows. And um, I mean, how's that been working out for you since you guys started that for the show? You know what? I. Ah, those, man, I'm going to get a little misty here. (laughs) Our, I don't like the word fans because it makes me feel like a douche, but, uh, I mean, effectively that's what they are. They are people who are, and I think they'd be comfortable with me calling them fans. Yeah. They're listeners. They're, they're friends. I didn't know that I needed. Um, and, and they are the best people on the internet. I wake up every day and I'm tired of the world. I, yeah, I turned 30 and I'm just, I lost like 60% of my patience with everybody. <laughs> Wait till you turn I, 40. Oh. <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh. That's probably when I start, you know, mailing bombs to people or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's, I, I mean, I'm a liberal and I don't know if it's this administration or, or if it's because I'm 30 or if it's p- professional frustration, but I need them and and they're just um, they post funny interesting lovely things uh, it's not even I mean right now we're doing um, kind of a run on weird stuff you can do with your uh, turkey day leftovers so it's not even all paranormal <laughs> right? stuff, but it's all stuff that is happy content you know like we're just happy people being happy together and and when one of us for example a friend uh, is going through losing a pet and that's horrible so, you know, we can be there just to be supportive. So basically, they're just my favorite people on the internet. And I don't know how I would get through a day without their joyous wonderfulness because they're the best. And I would encourage everybody, even if you don't listen to our show, join our Facebook group and just be part of the merriment. Yeah, I notice that everybody is so like, I do see a lot of cool posts from there. And it's made me often think like, oh, I wonder if I should start one for ghostly talk. And then would I'm like, please start one for ghostly <laughs> I, talk. I'll be in it. I, I should. But then, of course, I'm sitting there, like, getting all freaked out. Like, we're going to get dicks. We're just going to get dicks. You know like, what, though? What's wrong with that? I don't know. They got all the happy people, and we're going to get dicks. Yeah. This I Man. Oh, you I mean dicks, this. dicks. I thought I thought it was going to be, like just, wall, like, just one scrolling, like, just no, dick after dick no. after. Hey, Scott, look at this one we put on the wall of this no, building. Hey. We're going to get jerks. When you make your Facebook group and I get to join it, I'm going to post, like, <laughs> oh, 
God. seven dick pictures right away. <laughs> the first people that join, they're going to be like, what is this? Is this porno? What is this? Group? Oh, my God. Ghostly Talk is a total porn site. Oh, my site. God. That would let's be Let's go leave a negative review. Yeah, wow, this name really doesn't match up with this content. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it yeah. does. I, I really, I mean, for a show that has been around and has covered such a wealth of things, uh, you know, I think you guys should absolutely have a Facebook group um, and and use it to cross promote. I, I use it to, um, you know, encourage other people to start podcasts or to, you know, turn their lust in other directions. Like there's a lot <laughs> of cool things that we're all talking about yeah. that you can continue the conversation on. Yeah, because you... it's not really good conversation when people like we post like after we have a show, yeah. we, we say, oh, this guy, this person was on. Here's the show. Go download it. That's not yeah. really a good form for any kind of productive I'm perfectly happy with that. Well, I know, but if we have someone that would like to, like, hey, I want to discuss that show, or hey, that was a cool idea, or... You guys discuss it amongst yourselves. Scott, what shampoo do you use? You know, No, like, I don't want to talk to people about that kind of shit. So you oh, so man. you are saying you do not want to start a Facebook group? No, you can start it all you want. It's on oh, you. Oh, it's on me. I have to moderate. You're the social oh. media director in this oh, organization. Okay. There you You're go. The, you do the social media. You can do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. All right. Amber Rose, you should do it. I I'll join the it. group. All right. Uh, Jen will join the group. We'll be badass. We'll just be a group uh, of three. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to join it. Scott, I'm not going to join my, okay. the group for my show. I'm like, I'm, I'm doing it. I'll join under duress. <laughs> there you go. You know what else I sometimes think about is creating a separate Facebook that is not my real name and is not in any way connected to my business life or my podcast life and just sort of enjoying things anonymously. <laughs> I, there's something fun like, in that. You know that doesn't that sound nice? Yes. I know other people do it. I'm I'm uh, in another group about cooking, and one of the people in there is named Anastasia Beaverhausen. What, what, come <laughs> again! Come again! You broke up a little bit. I want to hear that again. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, her Facebook name is Anastasia Beaverhausen. <laughs> That's a great name. And I That's well, I know awesome. it's fake because it's from Will, Will and Grace. Um, uh, Karen. Karen's character, that was her her character, like if she was going to go out and be anonymous, have anonymous sex. Okay. Her name was Anastasia Beaverhausen. <laughs> and so I know that that person is not really That's that not real. name. But they get to enjoy the internet. I have no idea what they look like. I, you know, they, I can't, I, I will never have a conversation like, oh, what do you do professionally? Or, you know, stuff like that. Like they can just be out there and enjoy. And I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> I, I fantasize I, about that. No, Especially I, I if think... you're not being a troll, there's something fun about being anonymous and just not, you know what I mean? See, I don't yeah. even think about yeah. things like that anymore. I, I've been so far removed from the, you know, the social media game. Well, no, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I have my Facebook and my Instagram and stuff like that. And I post actively like, you know, every couple of days or something like that. I don't know. And, right. uh, so I'm, I'm, but I mean, I just like what I do with ghostly talk and what I do with the band I play in and what I do as a person, they just kind of all, I don't, you know, if I, I mean, now, now granted, I think, you know, when you're, you know, especially, you know, when you're a part of something like, you know, like we do the show and you do your show also, Kate. Um, mm -hmm. And I, you know, I do, I do the music thing also. I, I have to watch what I say. I watch, I watch my P's and Q's uh, because a, I just don't feel like, but not because, you know, I take that idea a little bit more serious than other people do, where if you're a part of something like you're doing something creative like we're doing with Ghostly Talk and stuff like that, I'm responsible for 
you know, for this show. I'm responsible towards Amber. I'm responsible towards Bonnie and the host of other people that come on this show, too, and help us out. Um, so I, I do, I know I do for a fact, you know, keep my, you know, keep my opinions to myself. But not only because of that, I just don't want to deal with the fucking drama. I just don't sure. want to deal because, I mean, I, the few times... And that's what's so incredibly insane about social media is that the few times that I have expressed an opinion about something. You were uh, wrong and they told you. <laughs> well, I mean, thankfully, I mean, I'm pretty good at diffusing hostile situations on the Internet. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all right with that. Um, that must be nice. Because mainly, <laughs> well, it's really simple. Don't engage. Don't engage people, right? If somebody wants to bitch about something, you go, ah, yeah, you're probably right. Smiley face, LOL. Or blah, just blah, ignore. Blah. You know, or, or ignore, whatever. I just don't engage. And there have been a couple of th times where I've said, where I've, I mean, the couple of times where I've had an opinion about something, and there was somebody out there on my friends list or whatever that took objection to that. And that's sure. perfectly cool. That's, I think, what I think is a, it's a good aspect of social media that, you know, you can expose yourself to all these viewpoints. And, you know, if you're an open-minded person, you're going you're gonna to see that and go, well, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. You know, maybe. And that's what I've, I've actually had some pretty constructive conversations with people as a result of something like this where, you know, well, this is what I think. It's a bunch of shit, you know. Um, <laughs> and, you know, somebody's like, well, no, what the hell's wrong with you? I happen to be a part of that. Oh, shit, here we go. You know, Right, but, here we go. But no, but... But and I could easily just put the blinders on there, shut it down, start a fight, have a dumpster fire, whatever it might be, right? But no, right. I, I've always tried to, you know, oh well, well, let's hear what you have to say, right? Because I just don't want my name on an argument. There's just no point. Right. I don't want to. And you know what? There's just this fucking thing too that I've never liked because it's happened to me in the past. Um, mm -hmm. You post something, fuck you. Whatever it might be, right? Like you're right. arguing, fuck you, you know, and then you send. And now you got to sit there, and I have anxiety problems as it is, right? Now you got to uh -huh. sit there waiting for the response, which is always going to be better than yours. You're, right. you're never going to get it right. And that's what an argument is, basically, is one person trying to up, you know, one up the other person. Like, you know, yes, well, fuck true. you bigger. Well, fuck you more. You know, right. I double dog dare you. Well, I triple dog dare you. You know, it's, it's no different, right? So I can't, from an anxiety standpoint, deal with that shit of well there's my opinion and i'm gonna throw you off a bus now or whatever right. I don't know, right um yes and then wait and wait and it, like this is a span of maybe like 10 seconds but it feels like 10 hours i've been right. through this when i was younger and i learned many years ago like i'm not just this is not the without ghostly talk without whatever creative things i do I really think that I would not, I would still behave the same way on social media and the internet because I just can't, I don't want to deal with it. How do people sit there? And I know people that do this. They just sit there God, and I got to cut you off. What? I'm totally the opposite. I fight with people on Facebook. Oh, all Jesus time. Christ. <laughs> I can't do it. But I, I'm not saying there's a, what, I was very clear though. I can't oh, yeah. do it because of my anxiety. Yeah, I just can't worse, deal with worse. that shit. I, I so, okay. Uh, for those of you who are into astrology, uh, my aunt Joe once upon a time told me, uh, and, and she, I mean, she laid it right out. She said to me, you can't handle people being wrong in your space. <laughs> and she's right. <laughs> when somebody is just overtly wrong, I have to correct them. I, and I can do it fairly gently, but admittedly I'm tired. 
and I've gotten le- well. I don't know. Maybe I've gotten more gentle over the years. That's an art just form, because... though. That's a real art form. What you're talking about is able to but, being able but to. But Kate's co- got the gift of being incredibly witty and funny too, and just smart tongued, which you, I think I, that's unusual. I hope so yeah, you but, do. So, but I mean, Amber Rose, you're my Facebook friend, and you know that I am. I got nothing good to say about a lot of the people in this country right <laughs> oh, now. Oh no! Oh no! Like roughly half. And and almost all of but, our government, I got a lot. Of, I'm a very political person on Facebook, uh, more so than I am in like just standard conversation because Facebook is really where I get my news. Um, you know, I follow a number of news sites, and so I will. I will absolutely Facebook fight with people in my life. Now I don't. I don't wade into comment sections and start a flame war. Uh, yeah, but yeah. if if somebody posts something that is oh, overtly racist, I can't sit on that. Uh, I have to correct them <clears throat> forcefully. <laughs> 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 you know, racism, sexism, uh, uh, homophobia, all of those, all of those classic. That's all a bunch uh, of shit. It's all garbage. I mean, in my heart of hearts, I kind of know that. I, I, I totally respect nihilism in that everything is garbage and there's nothing we can control and it's all ending anyway. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you know, like I was once upon a time awoken, awoken? No, that's not a word. Woke. Awakened? <laughs> yeah, I woke I up hate to my privilege. Past tense, present tense. Woke. <laughs> and somebody was like, hey, you know, as much as you can say, who gives a fuck the world is ending, everything's garbage, I'm getting my face stepped on and the cops have shot my brother. And so, you know, you it's a very privileged position to sit there and say nothing because it doesn't really affect you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Okay, well, I'm I'm a fairly clever person, and I read a lot, and I've listened to a lot of good arguments, and so yeah, I gotta flex. I have to uh, use what I can to do what little good I can, and and try and wake up other people to you know like being aware of your privilege and and realizing that there's so many perspectives that we're missing out on, and if we're sitting on the sidelines and like not voting, for example. Um, you're, you, that's fine because you're a white middle-class American English speaking person, but it's not fine for everybody else. And you're letting other people get hurt. And so, yeah, I, in that respect, I, I have to Facebook fight and and I I do other things too. I mean, like I go to protests and I, I talk to people. I, I write to my congressperson regularly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, dear old Bill, here's a lot for me. (laughs) So... Um, you know, I'm tr- I try not to be the worst person about, I, I think I've gotten better, uh, in that I can walk away from some fights now. Uh, and I, yeah. <laughs> to the credit of the people around me, uh, they've learned to stop, <laughs> stop letting me see their pose. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's bring it cause we're in the last, uh, stretch here. Let's bring it back to Rasputin's penis. Um, yes. let's Kate, can you tell us about that? <laughs> About researching that. I think that's how we st- well, that's how we started the conversation. Yeah. But we, yeah, we didn't quite finish it, so we're gonna bring it down to the end. We here. started with Rasputin's penis. <laughs> and we're gonna end with we Rasputin's ended, well, penis. Yeah, well, okay, I guess no. we get well. We, we got the politics. Yeah, we're, and we're gonna we're gonna do Rasputin's penis as a closer, right? And feel free to trim as many of the politics as you want. No, man, this, no, we don't everybody. do that. We don't do that here. We don't oh, do that. Oh man, here. This, uh, this is all live. You know, this is what we well do. recorded. Yeah, we not, don't we don't well, sit we, there and right. hack it to death no, and edit. Right. But anyway, back to the penis. Okay, so penis. <laughs> uh, so Rasputin had sort of what I'm going to refer to as 1880s 
Russian height of the czar, uh, big dick energy. (laughs) (laughs) This dude had no business being as charismatic as he was. He smelled God awful. He was a hermit. He was filthy, but he had this crazy hypnotic energy that was bred of confidence and kind of being the smartest motherfucker in the room. And so horses even like, you know how, when you're talking to an animal, if you're skittish, they're skittish. Yeah. Horses loved Rasputin from when he was a young man because he had this energy where you just wanted to be around him and listen. He would speak smoothly uh, and he always had a plan. He was confident. And so he uh, he was able to use that skill to have outrageous orgies. Ah, ah, I know, crazy ah, Russian orgies, ah, as one does. Ah, uh, and and uh, really influenced people at many levels of society. He, he was raised the poorest of the poor, and he ended up possibly in the court and possibly in the arms of the czars. So uh, near ooh. the end of his life, uh, he had so much attention from the czar and the czarina, especially the czarina. Uh, she was terrified of losing her son, their only heir. Um, of course, you know the Romanovs, so you should be slightly familiar with this. Um, but mm. their only son had the, the royal disease, uh, which is going to escape me for just a second. Hemophilia. There it is. And he had this, if he got a bruise under his skin, I mean, kids get bruises, you know, um, he could bleed to death. There was no cure. They were giving him aspirin for it, which is the stupidest. Right? This this kid's bleeding a lot. Let's give him some blood thinners. And then put him in a hot bath. That's a great idea. Idiots. Super going to work. But he had this energy that he was able to calm Alexi down. Uh, you know, that kind of slows the blood a little bit. Uh, he he may have had mystical qualities. I don't know. Uh, but it he was able to help the youngest Romanov in a couple ways to be healthier. And so he had the respect and admiration, if not of both parents, certainly of the mother. And so uh, he became a trusted advisor uh, so much so that other barons got sick of his um, influence and they had to assassinate. Well, they chose to. Nobody has to assassinate anybody. They they chose to assassinate him. Uh, they poisoned him. They shot him. They stabbed him. And they drowned him. Uh, and at the end of it all, apparently they found an enormous penis. Okay. I didn't. Okay. So that, they actually only found that until. Like when he had to die for them to learn that. This wasn't legend. Wait, well, the last thing you said is they drowned him. So the one thing I've just pictured in my horrible, disgusting mind was just this giant dick floating down a river somewhere afterwards. (laughs) They're going, holy shit, where'd that go? Oh, Rasputin. (laughs) Oh, oh. I I can't imagine the smell that this dick would have had, though. Rasputin was using it as a flotation device. He survived (laughs) it. That's, you know what? He almost did, too. The guy could not be killed uh, rather famously. And, of course, I don't have the details in front of me, but um, by and large, he shouldn't have survived the cyanide poisoning yeah, that yeah. they put him through. And he was like, fuck your cyanide. This is Russia. Uh, <laughs> this is Russia. I'm just I'm going to move on, you know. And, look at my uh, giant. Had, look at my giant wiener. 
Look at my, That's my talk horrible about Russian accent. Not a Russian century, accent. Big dick energy. So I they, mean, what, what, they discovered the, the, the giant wiener, the giant Rasputin wiener. Obviously yeah, yeah, it was the, upon his death. I thought it, maybe it was like legend already while he was alive. Like everyone's talking been. about it. It could have um, been. Let me quickly just search Rasputin penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this, is the research, this is the research part of the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is, this is live right. researching. All right, so this is an Atlas Obscura article from 2015. Rasputin was poisoned, shot, beaten, and drowned, but did his penis survive? <laughs> uh, and uh, he was known for, you know, it's talking about known, being known for his sexual escapades. Yeah. Um, and it's very possible that, uh, let's see. Uh, Thanks to the Museum of Russian Erotica, the legendary lover's alleged 13-inch penis still pleases thousands who come to visit it every year in a small museum in downtown St. Petersburg. Uh, Cultural obsessions with famous male genitalia are not new. Hitler's penis was supposedly bequeathed to his son Ivan by the Russian army. What? Uh, Infamous gangster John Dillinger's parts are supposedly housed in the walls of the Smithsonian. I've heard he's I heard he's hung like a yak. I that's you know Dillinger is massive. That's you'd have to be to be Dillinger, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, that guy was crazy. Not to put too much energy into that. I mean, like I don't want to engage in body shaming. Uh, You can have big dick energy and have no dick at all. You know. Uh, you know, size very deeply does not matter. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's just because I'm a plus size woman speaking, but I have found it very much is the motion of the ocean. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys should definitely check this out. Um, there, I there are a number of really great erotic and penis museums around the world. One of my bucket list places to go is the Iceland Penis Museum. Are you familiar? No. No. Oh my good gracious! Uh, so in Iceland, in Re- in Reykjavik, uh, they have a penis museum. And one second, I have to get the details up oh my on God, my internet my... here. It's called the Philological Museum. Uh, their all right. <laughs> their website is phallus.is. Wow. God bless. Uh, and they have pretty much every uh, member. From all, like, I mean, I'm looking here at a test tube filled with an enormous whale penis. And there's uh, human penises on display. Uh, Just one or two. Let's see. Um, They have a collection of phallic specimens belonging to all the various types of mammal found in a single country. (laughs) Philology. (laughs) Is it the study of wieners? (laughs) It's the ancient science, which until recent years has received very little attention. In Iceland, uh, except as a borderline field of study in other academic disciplines such as history, art, psychology, literature, and other artistic fields. Now, thanks to the Iceland Philological Museum, (laughs) it is finally possible for individuals to undertake serious study in the field of philology in an organized scientific fashion. What else do we need to learn? God's work. They're doing God's work. They're doing God's work there, (laughs) brothers and sisters. So before I die, I'm going to go. I've had a couple other friends go to Iceland, and they're always kind enough to bring me back penis-shaped things because they know exactly who I am as a person. So I didn't know Rasputin was that hung. I had no idea until tonight. Well, now well you know, now those are the allegations. People. I think uh, anytime 
a group of men is talking to you about the size of a penis, I think it's a good idea to subtract at least four inches. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. I mean, just, you know, speaking as a straight female, that has been my, if a guy says, oh, I'm a solid eight, girl, you're not in for a good night. <laughs> well, and if, and if truly Hitler, because there's a conspiracy that Hitler, you know, went down to Argentina to live. Mm -hmm. So if his yes. son really did get a wiener, whose wiener was it? You know, if like he really was alive somewhere. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, dun, it's dun, mystery dun. wiener. Yeah. yeah, I heard Rasputin, I heard Rasputin's wiener is so big, snow is on top of it in the summer. Oh, don't even go there. <laughs> this is the first time in ghostly talk history I was able I'm able to actually exercise my big dick jokes. I, <laughs> like, you, you, like, did you hear That's that? So you know, Rasputin's dick is so big he wouldn't return Steven Spielberg's phone calls. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, that's just what I'm reading here. I mean, this is just, this is the historical things I'm reading right now. Yeah, I, that, no, it's right, probably. Yeah. yeah. It also said that, it also said Kiss opened up for Rasputin's dick, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, that's what I it know. says here. Yeah, it's, it's history. She was hung like a baby. God, seven pounds I have to thank ounces. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to thank you, Kay, for giving me the opportunity finally after this, all these years to actually make big dick jokes on the show. I've never you had know, a chance to do it. If I have a legacy, I want this to be. <laughs> Kate, no, that's uh, bringing dicks into new places. Oh, no, that's bad. <laughs> putting dicks into new places is not a great phrase. We're, we're doing a lot of giggling, but I mean, this is this is a part of history, though. I mean, it's it's and it's, it is. it's an amazing, you know, it's weird stuff like this, too. You know, this is what goes back to what we talked about you know, a well, little while ago. It's, it's weird stuff like this. It's crazy. It's weird man. stuff like this that engages people in history because people sometimes are like, oh, history. I hated my history class. It was so boring and stupid. But then they hear something about wieners in history and whatever. And then they're like, wait, what? Who was Ras? Wait, yes. who was Rasputin? Wait, what were who are the Romanovs? Wait, what is all this Russian history? And then boom, you go yeah, down wait, the rabbit what's his, hole. What's his number? Eh. Well, you, that's, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's dead. Yeah, no, I. That's honestly, as a museum educator, that's my favorite part of my job. Yeah. One of my favorite things to tell my second graders. I and I know I literally know every second grader in town. I'm in all the public schools, all the private schools. We have a hundred percent participation, and I have a relationship with those kids. And I love telling them the gross parts of history. Now, I'm not going to tell them about Rasputin's 13-inch dick. No, no. Because <laughs> I'd like to not be in jail. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, talking to them, for example, about the legacy of sugar. Sugar is a huge deal. Um, when sugar was introduced to Europe from India in the 13 and 1400s, Europeans went fucking crazy for it. Uh, Queen Elizabeth I ate so much sugar that her teeth turned black oh my god uh, from god. of course of course rotting well what's what's funny about it and this is what i love telling my second graders because we talk about this it became fashionable to have black teeth the price of sugar oh. white sugar mind you uh which has a really interesting history um so white sugar shot up so high that only kings and queens and other royal members could afford it yeah and it became a show of power or conspicuous consumption to have blackened teeth because it meant that you were rich enough to buy enough sugar that your teeth could rot. And so people who couldn't actually afford that much sugar but still wanted to have those fashionable black chompers would rub their fingers along chimney stones and wipe ash on their teeth. If they oh. were wealthy enough to... Yeah. <laughs> if they were wealthy enough to have ink, they would use ink like mouthwash to stain their teeth black because that was the fashion. Hey, Kate. And so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
we're losing for some reason the signal skype is like starting to sound it's like going it's like slowly it going slowly down decaying like, into like complete oh horse no. shit like this is a really interesting story where's she going yeah, yeah it, it, we're losing her oh my god i'm well, so sorry do you need me to repeat any of that no we got no, it we all could hear it but okay good maybe this is maybe this should be the end i don't know maybe, this should be maybe the skype end. was like no but no that makes that actually makes sense because of course historically everyone kind of jokes that the british have such horrible teeth yeah and then what? if it goes back to way way back then already? Yeah. Oh, man. It goes way back far beyond that. Because Well, okay. Hang on. Are we're we getting into the now. history of dentistry? Or should I? Should, again, no, we're getting you back yeah, now. Let's go for back. it. That's cool. <laughs> I make my husband so insane because as soon as I learn these things, I have to tell people. And so, you know, talking about uh, a lack of proper nutrition, a lack of vitamin D. Vitamin D helps your bones grow. And so teeth are just bones that you can touch. So... Uh, you know, British people having these allegedly horrible teeth, which really is not true. Uh, British dentistry is absolutely in line with American dentistry. They just are a less judgy facial. I mean, like you're allowed to be an average looking person in England um, and you're allowed to be incredibly beautiful too. look at the entire cast of Game of Thrones. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, their audio feed cut out um abruptly at the end of this episode so we didn't get to hear the end of kate's uh deliciously awful story about teeth god okay well we'll have to get back into that again on another episode i guess but thank you all for listening thank you to amber rose and scott from ghostly talk podcast for doing this little swap with us uh if you like the sound of their jib go check them out uh ghostly talk podcast thank you all for listening to us if you want to find us online of course we are on twitter at haunted underscore pod we are on facebook and instagram at this podcast is haunted uh you can find our secret not so secret facebook discussion group where we have lots of great times and share lots of spooky memes and if you want to email us a listener story, you can email us at thispodcastishaunted at gmail.com. And until next time, I guess I have to say it by myself. Jesus, this is sad. All right. Well, stay spooky, motherfuckers. Okay, bye. Hey, this is Kate. I just want to take a moment and tell you about our sponsors, Studio S-U-D-I-O. Some of the best headsets we've ever seen in the world. They're stylish, they're gorgeous, they're hot, you'll love them. My favorite ones right now are the Niva, N-I-V-A. These are the ultimate in sneaky buds. They are truly wireless, so there is no giveaway. They sit well inside your ear, comfortable fit, and they hold a charge for three and a half hours, which is roughly exactly the amount of work that I don't want to do every day. So I put those in instead and I listen to a podcast like, I don't know, mm, 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 this podcast is haunted. Just kidding. It's douchey to listen to your own podcast. You should check it out if you guys want to be sneaky and get away with not dealing with people just like me. If you have a really intense job, you might also be interested in knowing that you can bring a charging case. Super cute, super stylish charging case. It has four additional charges for those some bitches, giving you 17 and a half hours of ignoring the hell out of everybody. Feel free to tell Studio we sent you by using Haunted Holidays as a promo code. That is H-A-U-N-T-E-D-H-O-L-I-D-A-Y-S. Wow, we picked a really long one this time. Haunted Holidays, 15% off. See you guys soon.